Good morning, Joe, and welcome back to the Local Paleo Show. Good morning. Great to be back. Uh, thank you for coming back and accepting our invitation. Good morning, Monsieur Marc. Good morning, Monsieur Alain. Comment ça va? Ça va, ça va, merci. How's everybody out there? Surviving, I guess? Everyone says they're fine. Yeah, okay, good. Good to hear. So, Joe, um, just to uh, refresh our memory, could you uh, tell us uh, about uh, who you are, what you do? Just a quick reminder. Yep. Uh, my name's Joe Carr. My wife, Serenity, and I started Serenity Kids Baby Food for our little baby, Della. She's 21 months old now. Uh, and we, you know, had looked for baby foods that matched the diet that we had used to heal ourselves from all of our health issues, which was the paleo diet. And we're really frustrated with how high in sugar all the baby foods were. They were all super sugary. They didn't have good fat or meat. So we created uh, a baby food product that mimics nature's perfect baby food, which is breast milk that's made from pasture-raised meats raised on small family farms using regenerative agriculture, uh, combine that with organic vegetables to make these really good tasting, savory, uh, highly nutritious baby purees that are selling now nationwide in food stores all over the country and on our website and Amazon. Cool. Thank you for that. And the name of the company again? Serenity Kids. Okay. Yeah, good. So um, what has been your experience so far with COVID-19? You know, uh, initially, my, Serenity and I were actually in a, having a little vacation. My mom flew down and we were in the, a cabin in the woods out in, 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 in Wimberley, Texas, when, we, when the shelter in place stuff kind of came down. So we were already like away and following it from there and people were working in the office uh, that week. And so, you know, initially we had to like figure out like, do we close the office and when, and, you know, Serenity's basically been a little about one step ahead of the government recommendations from just following the direction things are going. So, um, we closed our office before the full shelter in place was announced. And, uh, and then we've, we started quarantining like right before they said that everybody should quarantine. So um, Serenity has been following it a lot. And now she's ahead of it with realizing that it's, she, it's not as big of a deal as we thought. And that herd immunity is actually probably the best route through something like this. So now yes. we've kind of lessened our, heavy quarantining we've you know have a nanny coming over and we had my dad came and visited and we've seen a couple friends and you know we still wear masks when we go out because that's what the expectation is but for us we're no longer worried about getting it um in fact like we hope to be exposed and to get our immune <laughs> immunity boost you know immune system mm. ad adapted to it so that we never get it again but you know we can't control that uh, but otherwise it's been really good our staff are thriving in a work from home environment you know we have all kinds of Zoom meetings, and we're able to run our company entirely from remotely. Uh, we had some, the childcare was the hardest thing in the beginning because we have a baby. Plus, we started potty training her right before this, and we were trying to run the company, so that was really stressful. But you know, now that we have nanny coming back, it's a lot better. And uh, you know, we've got grown closer to each other in our relationship. We have a great, great time with our daughter. 
and we have been able to order all the awesome food that we've needed. You know, we've been Thrive Market and Belcampo Meats and local group called Farmhouse Delivery that delivers local produce and, and meats and products from local farms. Like we've just getting, we've probably eaten better than ever with all the food that we've been getting delivered and all the cooking we've been doing. So, so we've been enjoying it. Right. That's great. That's great. That's what we want to hear. So, um, um, first of all, I wanted to address uh, Della's uh, situation. Uh, I, I understand from some posting from uh, Serenity that at time it was kind of crazy, uh, you know, <laughs> in home. Um, how did you survive the whole um, being full-time with Della all the time? Yeah, you know, we made a schedule. So we, every day it was blocked out who had Della and who was working. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was about six hours of Della and six hours of everything else. So we had six <laughs> hours to work, have self-care time, make food, do chores, all that together. So it was real tight to get all our work done and all our personal and house stuff done uh, in that short period of time. Uh, plus we were potty training Della at that time as well. So it's like, it would require, she required a lot of attention, you know, just following her around to, to avoid accidents. Mm. So it was, it was a difficult, difficult time, uh, you know, but it, you know, in the end we got really efficient and like, I was, I think harder on Serenity than me. I, I was able to work and do house stuff while I had Della. She was a little more tolerant of me doing my own thing uh while with her but for whatever, whatever reason with serenity she like is very clingy to her and she will like yeah. wants her full attention the whole time and so it was especially hard on her to 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 manage that um right. but we definitely got into a rhythm and got through it and now having the child care it's just like extra it's like we don't take it for granted it's like okay now it's like all this extra time that we have now that we have any <laughs> yeah uh, so going back to the health uh, side of thing, um, um, you and I, Mark, obviously agree on uh, strengthening our immune system and uh, even, um, you know, cautiously reconnecting with people so that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we can um, train our immune system to take care of this or to fight this thing. Uh, I have my own personal uh, health shield besides the food also. Uh, and vitamin C, vitamin D, um, all sorts of good stuff to keep my body, um, you know, in a defense mode, uh, strengthen the defenses, so to speak. What do you use and how do you um, deal with the potential of, you know, catching the virus? Yeah, I mean, I think diet is the <clears throat> fundamental thing. So avoiding sugar and, and excess carbs is like the key thing in terms of in inflammation and, uh, and then adding in the most nutrient boosting foods. So we do a lot of homemade bone broth. Uh, we, you know, do organ meats where possible. Um, you know, lots of vegetables. I've started doing more and more fresh vegetables. I started a garden now, so we get to eat from the, from our lawn, which is really, I've been wanting to do that for a while. So I used COVID stuck at home time to like, start my vegetable garden which more important than ever to have fresh food for immunity as well as for food independence as like the grocery stores all got you know ran out yeah. um and so you know really fresh greens so a lot of really you know just the most nutritious foods to keep that body optimal plenty of sleep 
you know, always keeping good sleep because that's a key thing for immune system as well. And then, mm -hmm. and then exercise. But as far as boosting immunity, we, you know, elderberry, we're a big fan of elderberry. We give it to Della and take a little bit of elderberry um, during these, you know, six, six seasons. Um, and uh, also, like you said, vitamin C, vitamin D, all just the normal um, vitamins and, and immune boosters. Uh, we get acupuncture and chiropractic regularly, which are both functions of immunity to keep the system um, working in flow, uh, both for Della too. Della also gets the little baby acupuncture and chiropractic uh, as well. So, you know, we just put a lot of attention on our bodies. We spend a lot more money and time on uh, food, sleep, exercise, supplements than probably most people. But to us, it's like super important. So the only body we got. And, uh, you know, it keeps us really healthy. Like Della's hardly been sick. She's been sick like once her whole life, you know? Yeah. 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 Very, very good. Yeah. So how do you exercise during uh, confinement? Yeah, we go on a lot of walks, you know, it was also social because a lot of our neighbors are out walking. So we get to see people, you know, from a distance and Della loves walks. So we push her in her little push bicycle or in a wagon or in the stroller. I started a community garden plot. In addition to the backyard garden, I, we've, I found a community garden nearby that I started a plot at. So we walk there and gardening, especially starting the beds is a lot of exercise, digging and hoeing and pitchforking and hauling compost and dirt and pushing wheelbarrows. So that's been really fun to like use my body in a dynamic way for a, for an end. Um, I also got this uh, stationary bike that has a desk on it. Oh, how cool. cool that is. So I can work or do zoom calls while biking. And that's been really nice to just, you know, move my feet at a steady pace for at least an hour a day I've been doing, which is about five miles. Uh, so I, I, you know, various zoom meetings. So at least one meeting a day I do on the bike, um, do like an hour, five, you know, five miles. And then, and then we have a little home gym as well. So I've got weights and kettlebells and Bowflex and bands. So, uh, Serenity has been working with a virtual trainer. She had a trainer she was working with before mm -hmm. who just moved all her sessions to virtual. So now twice a week, she gets in the garage and our weight set and has an hour long training session with a you know getting her ass kicked by a trainer right. via zoom and uh she's been getting really strong she's stronger than me at this point she's like you know really working it out and of course uh going on besides the exercise uh, side of things going out gardening you also get sun and vitamin right. d natural vitamin. totally sunlight air we have uh, woods and forest all around us in austin so we go to the forest at least once a week as well like go surround ourselves in trees and just breathe in the the aromas of the forest is like really important to both physical and emotional well-being and we really value being in the woods and, and having della in the in the forest a lot so regarding the mental and emotional challenge you're one of the few lucky people because you keep busy um, um, how do you say mentally because of your business? Oh, uh, yeah, we, there's no dull moment, <laughs> there's been no boredom, <laughs> it's been very so, interesting. So, nothing much has changed for you besides being stuck at home. You keep working, you keep uh, has it affected your business at all? We are selling lots and lots of extra baby food, like it's been really good for sales, you know, people stocked up and people have switched to ordering online 
which is better for us than the store. So, so retail sales are, are down. There was a huge spike in March when it was like all the apocalyptic shopping, we call it. Uh, yeah. But like then now it's, it's so retail's down, but e-com is way up. The e-commerce sales on our website and Amazon are really, really high. So that's been really good. But, uh, but otherwise, no, with our supply chain is stable. You know, we use all uh, American family farms. So those, those have been unaffected because they're small operations and they're domestic. So yeah, we've had no issues with supply. Our our factory is stable. Our logistics facility is stable. So, um, you know, we've had to we've had to be creative with capital raising since the economy crashed. So we were in the middle of a fundraise when the economy crashed. So we've had to really figure out how to piecemeal investments and government loans together to maintain working capital. Uh, but we have. Have and, and it's been no problem and we have, you know, the future secured. So, you know, that was a, a challenge to be overcome that required some creativity, but we've been really blessed to have, you know, really great investors. And also we've taken advantage of the government stimulus programs and uh, have been, have had some support there too. Have you been able to get some of that, uh, was it PPP, right? We got a PPP and then we are waiting on the larger loan that is just backlogged, but we're told we're in the queue. So we're hoping we have our fingers crossed for a larger loan through that. All right. All right. Good for you. Um, it's, it's interesting compared to the rest of the world. And, you know, a lot of, uh, as you may have heard, a lot of small businesses, restaurants are shutting down already. Yeah. I mean, out of business, not just shutting down temporarily out so of business. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember all the names, but I've, uh, some of the Austin institution, um, like I was a thread guild shut down for good. Oh no. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. There's, um, there's another one, uh, Shady Grove on the uh, bottom spring mm -hmm. shut down as well. I mean, like yeah. out of business. So, um, you you you're perfectly positioned to survive this whole thing so good for you yeah um uh otherwise what other suggestion would you have for our listeners you know a month before this started i got this message that i needed to um st uh, become more present in my life and i decided to go off anything that was uh took me out of the present moment so i decided to stop drinking alcohol uh i started to, to stop um you know to to even cut you know sugar and carbs down even more uh to stop watching tv and to stop using social media or anything on my phone that caused me to like check out i did a whole the whole month of february was like cold turkey on all these coping mechanisms and uh so by the end of february i was like really much better at being slow and present and still and uh it was just a very dramatic effect on how much more present and, and happy i felt in my life um and so then by the time this with with covid happened you know there was initially a, a like oh i should go back on all that that stuff like oh well now with covid i need to survive this so i should be able to drink again and watch more tv and use my phone because like bad circumstances have changed i need this and like the, it, I dabbled with it a little bit to discover like, actually this is the perfect time to stay off all that stuff. Like actually yeah. that training I did before this was, this is the next phase of like, how do I be present in my life with even less stimulation and right. discovered that, man, I was craving 
peace and stillness. I didn't need more stimulation. You know, I was like, you know, I don't need my phone. You know, it's like my brain is like addicted to stimulation. I'd like, as soon as, you know, I'm done working, the TV goes on. Or as soon as like I'm waiting in line somewhere, I'm like on my phone. It's like I was overstimulated all the time. So now's a great chance to like really take away the stimulation and double down on uh, avoiding all those, you know, habits that cause me to check out. So that's my biggest encouragement is like, let's approach this as an opportunity to be more comfortable in our lives and ourselves with our, if we're alone than with ourselves or if we're have families, like with our partners, you know, like how we can go be more connected to our partners, more connected to our children. Mm-hmm. I've loved, I mean, all that time without childcare was great with Della. Like we had a lot mm-hmm. of time to hang out and to bond and, you know, Serena and I had to figure out how to do date night in the house, you know, mm-hmm. and like how to navigate all this stuff and like go, go deeper um, in our intimacy. And like with, when stuff opens back up, like it'll just be you know, all the better. Yeah. Uh, one thing actually, it just popped up as you were talking is uh, I think for everyone's mental health, they keep, they keep on hammering all the negativity and all the, the bad news and everything. And some people are hooked on that TV and on the news. I mean, if you go on CNN 24 hours a day, you could just spend your whole life on it. And that's mm-hmm. extremely detrimental to your mental health. So yeah. from my point of view, I say, you know, cut down, cut down a lot on all of the bad news and then try to be, like you said, in the moment and appreciate what you have now, which a lot of people are rediscovering family and, personal connections and so on. Yeah. Yeah. Part of my cleanse actually was to stop listening to the radio while driving. I switched to exclusively podcasts or books on tape uh, and have been really enjoying that. I don't drive much these days, but back then when I drove a lot, that was like no more NPR, you know, like get in the car, turn on the book I'm on or turn on the next podcast, like choose what I listen to. Don't like let the media decide what I listen to just based off what is airing at that moment, but be intentional right. about what I take in. And then Serenity about once a week goes on her trusted sites to get updates on the situation. So she knows what's happening, um, you know, where the, where the, the rates are and what the, the estimations of change are. And, you know, just so we have some sense of what's going on in the world, but ultimately, yeah, if there's a major event, we're going to find out about it. You don't need to, to, to listen to the media and, I listened to this podcast that talked about how if it's on the news, it's by nature rare. Like mm-hmm. we think if it's on the news, it's common. Like, oh, it's on the news. It's, this must be everywhere. But actually it's not news if it's common. It's only news if it's really rare. And so the news, they seek out these weird stories. But then because it's so much of, takes so much airtime, our psychology thinks, oh, this is really common. This is like- yeah. You know, yeah. this is happening everywhere. And yeah. and so it's like best to just, like you said, just cut that stuff out. Like just, there's really no need to do it. You can get anything you want online via YouTube or, or blogs or news articles. So if you want to get educated, choose your source and choose what you read, you know, as opposed to broadcast where mm-hmm. they decide for you. Yeah, I must admit I am a... I don't watch the news on TV, but I do a lot of reading on uh, different websites as far as uh, what's going on around. Um, I had to stop driving for Uber and Lyft because it wasn't safe for me. Mm. So I'm basically stuck at home uh, 
and I would say, you know, doing nothing, but uh, I switched to be a day trader for, for the time being. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, you got to keep your mind busy. So uh, I read a lot of financial information. I uh, educate myself in the process as well. Um, so, um, you know, I'm not entirely off the news per se, but I don't, I never watch, when I turn the TV on, I just watch movies or or shows, uh, you know, trying to find something that's maybe a comedy or something funny just to, you know, uh, boost my uh, mental. And then I make a point to go out to the swing for um, an hour a day at least to read a book and get some sun and, and maybe mingle with a few people out there. Uh, we, we were located through the whole time. Our complex did not shut down the swimming pool. So oh, that's we, nice. We, we could go out, yeah. And then typically um, radio, I just listen to classical music. Hmm. Just keeps me, uh, you know, yeah. calm. Um, okay, so um, let's say any interesting, uh, you, you already alluded to some of them, but in any interesting personal stories you can share a little something cute funny or yeah you know um our we have a, a toddler who lives next door to us uh named anya and della loves anya like they uh, anya probably loves della a little more than della loves anya it's a little <laughs> one-sided relationship but but they talk about each other a lot and so they've been able to like kind of social distance play which is fun yeah. like they are like in the front yards and we're on our porches and you know they've been able to like interact and uh like if anything Della probably likes a little better because Anya used to just like latch on to Della so now like they're uh she's like let's play at a distance this is a little more fun for me uh, you know I can take my toys and stuff um and uh so they've been social distance playing which has been great uh my other neighbor hosted a social distance shrimp boil in her driveway uh nice. and we all hung out in the street and you know five five six feet apart um right. Know, bring our own drinks and side dishes and then go in and get in shrimp, you know, and, uh, you know, that was really fun. And we've had some other driveway parties. So it's been just cool to see the neighborhood, you know, more connecting with each other, more focused on our neighbors. Cause you know, we tend to just like have our friends or family and we go there and we come back versus like, these are the people right around us all the time. And, you yeah, know, speaking of that, uh, I think strangely enough, this, there might've been a silver lining to this, which is, it forced people to slow down and reconnect with other people instead of being busy, 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 like a typical American way of living, right? And I think the transformation to office culture is going to be huge. You know, we had an office and we are, we're kind of on top of each other in there. Like we've grown fast and the, the space is small. And I like love having, I love being on top of each other. Like that's my thing. I want like, you know, cuddle puddle all day long. Um, but, the, but, but the office culture, you know, is difficult. And so when we, one thing we've realized is, okay, so being entirely Zoom, there's a lot of missing from the connection. We do socials every week where at half an hour we play a game all together or we celebrate somebody's birthday or we found like ways to do Zoom social time with each other because it was part of our company culture. But when we go back, I think we're going to not have everybody in the office every day. Like we, we think we'll, we'll actually have better connections if it's more 
intermittent. Like we'll get more work done on the days we're at home and then we'll get all our socializing and connection in on the couple of days a week we're at the office. But like separating those two, I think is going to be really good for our business to allow people to have head down home for work from home time and avoid the, any kind of traffic or commute. But then when we're in the office together, like really enjoy each other and improve office culture and morale. So I've learned a lot about that too. I read something funny yesterday, <clears throat> one of those memes, they say make sure to stay six feet away from each other because the virus doesn't travel more than six feet, you know, six feet and one inch and the, and the virus cannot catch you, right? Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. Yeah. Speaking of which, how do you foresee the coming back to life uh, kind of thing. Uh, do you, you mentioned you wear a mask in, uh, when you go outside or you go into public environment like grocery stores? Oh yeah, stuff? just public environment, not like in the neighborhood or anything yeah. like that. Like really just when we're interacting with other people who for their sake, like they would want us to wear a mask basically. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I don't actually care anymore. And you know, we've like, we're ready to, to do whatever is allowed. So if, restaurants or movie theaters open like we'd be ready to go like we're we're ready to like interact with daily life as much as the as, as, as you know the society shifts to being comfortable with um and we have no idea how long it'll last but i'm sure hoping it's not much longer okay mark yeah i mean obviously as you've been saying you and serenity are somewhat ahead of the curve um, with your ahead of the curve head on, um, what? How do you see you and Serenity and, and your co-workers and friends handling the aftermath, sort of the exit from the lockdown? Hmm. You know, I think like I really hope that we value in-person connection more. That we like really don't take it for granted again. That we recognize that how, how, how important it is and get, get more out of it. Um, and, uh, like, you know, I do think just enjoying going to movies, enjoying going to restaurants, like not taking it for that for granted, eventually we'll probably all shift back into taking it for granted again, <laughs> you know, but like in the beginning, like, I hope we really enjoy that. Um, and, uh, and, and those of us who have steady jobs and those of us who are in good health to like be grateful for that and recognize that, you know, it's, it's not true for everyone. There's a lot of people who either were sick or were very, very afraid of getting sick. You know, we yes. didn't have to do either. We weren't super afraid of it because we don't have our immune compromised and, you know, we've been super well and, you know, nobody in our lives has gotten sick or is that terrified of it either. So, um, you know, so a lot of, of just gratitude and, and, you know, realizing that all this happened for our growth and development in some way. And who, who knows what the, the next phase has to offer us, uh, but there's, there's something there. And, um, you know, what happens with the economy and what happens with our health and what is the next pandemic that happens, you know, like what, that's way worse than this one could happen, you know, or environmental disaster or nuclear fallout. I mean, there's all kinds of way worse scenarios that, could cause us to have to be sheltered again um, and, and not nearly in as, as good a circumstances as this one. So like, let's get real good at it and be pre-ready for any of those kinds of things and, uh, you know, get out of victim. Like we have to just 
not mm. believe that we're a victim to the virus or to the government or to the media or to any of these institutions that yes, causes some issues, but like there's ways to be our best selves in that and to, to learn and grow from it. Super. Now I realized that, you know, you come from a position of someone who looks after their health um, to the point where you, you don't have, you don't, you're not scared about viruses and things like that. What would you say to people whose health isn't as good, particularly if they've got kids, you know, sort of particularly, you know, around your child's age? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, children are fortunately largely immune from Corona. So that's, a, you know, been a, a relief to a lot of parents that, that they can be carriers, but they, you know, largely aren't getting sick. Um, you know, like less than 1% or something. So, so that's comforting to know that, that basically kids are not a, at, at a greater risk. People who are immune compromised or older, you know, like it is like scary for sure. You know, like there's a lot of, of fear mongering going out there. Um, in the end, the stats are encouraging in terms of death rates compared to other uh, things like the regular flu or, you know, other scenarios, you know, driving in a car, so forth. So I think keeping in mind the keeping in context that the overall risk is important, but uh, you know, I don't have that experience. So I can't really advise or speak to someone who has, a, has immune compromise because, you know, it's definitely scary and there's some lesson in there for you. Like I believe that all happens for everyone and like, you know, I'm not really, it's not my experience. So, you know, I, I kind of respect them having whatever process they need. Mm. Now, I mean, there's, there's a lot of talk, isn't there, about a sort of second or even a third wave. Um, how are you and Serenity preparing for that? You know, same as we've been, you know, we've got like everything in place with our business. We've got, you know, the situation with childcare that should be able to continue uh, and like for, for this specific virus, you know, we basically decided that we're not concerned about it for us. So we'll just continue with, you know, following the, the guidelines as the society asks us to, uh, but like not worrying about it. You know, I think a new pandemic or some other disaster is more of a concern, you know, because that's even more unknown and could happen anytime. Mm. From a point of view of, you know, looking after your health, what are you doing that many people might not be? Yeah. I mean, I guess all the things I said before in terms of diet and sleep and, and supplements and working with healing practitioners, I mean, we uh, are optimizers. So we're looking for the optimal body conditions all the time, uh, which is why the paleo movement has been so valuable because it looks back to our ancestors who survived for hundreds of thousands of years with without all these you know, uh, amenities just via like the, their, the human body is very resilient. We're very designed to survive this climate at this point, even though it's difficult. And so how did we do that? What did we eat? What was our sleeping practices? What was our movement practices and looking to integrate the, the lessons of our ancestors into paleo diet, paleo lifestyle, and how do we optimize using the technology that we do have for the, the best, whether it's like, you know, supplements that isolate important vitamin compounds from foods or uh, biofeedback uh, uh, things. Serenity just got an aura ring that 
tilt reads her sleep and, and movement patterns and, and heart rate and like to, gives her a lot of great information on, on what works and doesn't work for her body. Um, I, I wear one of those little, uh, so I don't have it on right now, this little upright thing for my posture. I wear it on the back of my back of my in between my shoulder blades and it gives me a little buzz if I start slouching or hurt my posture at all. So there's lots of great ways to look at how to use technology to optimize our bodies. Um, but in the end, it's all very old stuff. Mm. Mm. Super. So three, three takeaways that you think, or you and Serenity might even be putting into practice to um, keep yourself fit and healthy and uh, hopefully avoid any illness. Mm-hmm. Three takeaways, uh, the basics, diet and sleep, you know, most important thing of anything. Uh, the uh, mental, uh, mental health is uh, all about attitude in terms of recognizing that we're not victims, and that this is an opportunity to grow and become a better people. Um, and, uh, you know, really uh, avoiding checking out, like don't get out of this. I need to survive this by drinking more alcohol or coffee or TV and get into like, how do I embrace this? How do I enjoy this by, you know, limiting those things even more than usual and putting attention on myself or, or our, our families. Super job. Thank you very much. Now, obviously um, nutrition for children plays an important part in their um, good health. Where can people find out about uh, these new great foods that uh, you and Serenity have come up with? Yeah, Serenity Kids Baby Food. We have a website, myserenitykids.com. Uh, our products are also on Amazon. If you just search Serenity Kids, or even if you just search baby food at this point, we pop up pretty pretty soon. Uh, we're also available on Thrive Market. So those are all for deliveries. We're in, we're in Whole Foods nationwide uh, and a lot of regional grocery stores as well. So look for us on the baby food aisle or ask the, this, ask the store to carry us if we don't yet. Um, and, uh, you know, feel free to reach out. We're on Instagram, Facebook, hashtag my serenity kids at my serenity kids. And we have a lot of resources for, for parents on there. In addition to food, all stuff about working from home with kids, or I did a little mask making tutorial on how to make a mask out of materials you already have in your house. And, you know, lots of parent hacks, ways we've optimized parenting, uh, little tips and tricks that we've learned were really helpful. We put out those on a regular basis. So, you know, check our, check our social media for, for all that. Super job. Alan, back to you. Okay. Ready for the famous closing? <laughs> Thank you again, Joe, for being on the Local Paleo Show. And as we say in Texas, à votre santé, y'all. Thanks again, Joe. Thank you. Great to be back. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.